Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Stocks drop. Trade tensions. Growth concerns. Oil drops. Oil weighing on energy sector. Oil dropping because of maybe potential future demand waning due to stocks dropping amid trade tensions. Gross concerns. Flight to safety in U.S. Treasury yields. U.S. dollar remains strong. People hiding in utilities. People fleeing financials and tech stocks. Wrong actions by the U.S. China says correct. Pompeo says we will not back down. Those are your headlines today. Now on with the show. Oh, that's exhausting to do. But to read like a 1940s newscaster feels good. In the golden age of media news. There's a guy that I work with, and I don't think he'll mind me saying this. His name is Craig Roberts. He's awesome at what he does. He's old school radio. And uh, like he's like Orson Welles kind of radio. He replays Orson Welles on his show on occasion. I dig that in the shadow. Only evil lurks in the shadows of man. I think radio should be a little bit theater of the mind. It should be. Yeah, I think it's one of the greatest mediums possible. When I was a child, I'd listen to hockey on the radio, and there's a guy named Ron Weber who did the Washington Capitals game back on the East Coast, and I loved listening to it. And even before then, when I was seven, eight years old, I'd sneak into my brother David's room, and he had a bearskin rug, which wasn't really a bearskin rug, but it was a phobic bearskin rug. And we'd listen to Cincinnati Reds games with, he had some sort of shortwave radio thing going. And um, we'd listen to baseball games in the middle of the night. It was kind of awesome. I love radio. With that said, I won't stick too long with that. I will move. The ante is rising. Stocks are falling. Tesla's falling apart as people are starting to see there's really no good road to profits. There's going to be some refreshes. Is the demand there? The road was always, at what point in time does America and the world say electric cars are the way to go? The gas engine's on its way out. Maybe not permanently, but percentage-wise, it's on its way out for a long period of time. Hybrids will have their day, and in the end, electric will win. It just looks that way. Robots are going to invest about $1.26 trillion of our money sooner than later. You won't need people like me to guide you, because Mr. Roboto will be there. Speaking of radio, I used to listen to Top 5 10 on WAVA. And one of the, the things I used to do is I used to sit there with a cassette player that was built into the radio, and I'd hit record. I'd try to get the DJ out of it so I'd only hear my favorite songs, and I'd have a cassette tape. Interesting how things have changed. And my producer right now, he's in the, his early 20s, he's like, what's a cassette tape? He probably knows what a cassette tape is, but barely. So robot, r- robots are going to be managing $1.2 trillion by the year 2023. Interesting, right? The amount of jobs that we're going to be putting out, significant. Vanguard has the largest robo-advice market share, followed by Fidelity and Charles Schwab. 
companies like Betterment and Wealthfront, Morgan Stanley, and UBS manage uh, UBS Wealth Management. They're not letting emotions into the process. Worthy of note, vaping is becoming a bigger part of the marijuana market. Legal marijuana buyers in some states are increasingly choosing not to smoke their weed. You know, it's kind of interesting. I feel bad for dogs that can smell marijuana because more and more states are legalizing marijuana and putting them out of business. Poor dogs. What are the dogs going to do? You're going to probably hang out at a dog park and go, hey, 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 dude, you want to hire me? I could smell uh, weed. And everyone's going to be like, we don't need that anymore. Sorry, Dad. Time to put you down. Oh, don't put puppy down. Legalization of recreational marijuana has spread to 10 states across the U.S., Consumers are changing their consumption habits. Vaping in which users use electronic hardware to heat the weed or the cannabis or the sticky icky. It creates a vapor. It can be inhaled. has been a growing category. So that's something you should look at if you're looking for the investment angle. Vaping is particularly popular in California. It makes up 30% of retail sales. And, you know, the flower category is spitting distance away, but vaping is, is, is running away with it at this point in time. Non-beverage edibles, 13% of the market. Concentrates are 10%. So watch trends. I know you're saying there's trends in marijuana. Oh, yes, there's trends in marijuana. And a lot of people want the marijuana investment because what the heck does that have to do with China? Ancient Chinese secret, nothing. Few analysts follow America's marijuana stocks at this point in time. A couple years ago, we were talking about Canadian stocks. Now we're starting to talk about some American. Some of the more underfollowed names are Canopy Growth, CGC, Tilroy, T-L-R-Y. They're probably the two most uh, abundantly known. I bring that up again, not to endorse or support marijuana. I own no marijuana stocks. But there are ways to play around the whole China thing. There's a company out of Canada called MedMen. You've heard their commercials. It's an over-the-counter stock. I don't like over-the-counter stocks. To me, an over-the-counter stock is like dating a woman who just got out of jail and lives in a trailer park. It could go bad when you say, so what were you in jail for? And she she goes, I I killed my last boyfriend. It's like time to check out of this relationship. Thank you very much. So consider marijuana stocks if that's what your thing is to hide from China. There's ways not to get stressed out. Look at Amazon. They don't have a lot of China exposure. Take a look at other companies who are trying to fight it aggressively, like Target, who are buying a lot of goods now, thinking the the trade war will end later. Get in before the tariffs go higher, because the tariffs will likely be a short-term situation, maybe, is the thought. With that said, I got some WWE tickets. I know you're saying, you got WWE tickets. You're the man. Winner gets two tickets to WWE Monday Night Raw, June 10th. That's right around the corner. Take your boy. Bond with him. Buy him some popcorn. At the SAP Center in San Jose, Monday Night Raw is coming to San Jose, California. Double main event, Universal Championship match. Universal Champions, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Raw Women's Championship. The women's category is heating up in WWE. Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. AJ Styles and Braun Strowman. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or KittyOW.biz. That's Ticketmaster.com or KittyOW.biz. Free tickets. 800-516-1220. Go to the show if you're going to pick up the tickets. We'll mail them to you. Just go to the show or give them to a friend or family member who will. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Markets started off very, very weak today. The 10-year Treasury is showing a flight to safety. People want the guaranteed safety of a U.S. Treasury debt. 
I get it. I'm not that guy. I'm more the robot. Chipotle is getting downgraded on African swine fever impact. Uh-oh. Tesla's stock is brutally damaged again. Oh. What we look at on a day-by-day basis, right? Chipotle downgraded on concerns over African swine fever. Something I don't know anything about. Time to study up on African swine fever. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I update videos for my TV product every day at robblackshow.com. You can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, and uh, always do seminars. You can find out more at Rob Black Show. Sign up for the next one using the code Radio25. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking to money, investing in more. I got some great downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. One of them is the top 15 things you need to achieve before hiring a financial planner. I agree with that. I try to do stories and try to figure out ways of looking at things. And one of the sadder stories of this year is the death of Elon Musk's dream. A recent vehicle crash involving its much-touted autopilot system, a vow from Elon Musk on cost-cutting, tells me that it's not going as it should for him. Tesla appears to be delaying its plans to ramp up its solar business. A couple years ago, Tesla came out and said, look at these cool solar panels. They look like Adobe Clay. It, it looks cool, and it powers your home. Tesla is exploring different products for its solar gigafactory in Buffalo. Buffalo, due to slopping sales. Partner Panasonic is actually shipping product to overseas rivals. Tesla's solar roof, meh, not really doing it. So the dream kind of, it's, it's kind of pulling off, right? In my opinion, it feels that way. And again, Consultable Advisor for Dave Action and Stocks mentioned. Another stock that I think is potentially the biggest play on 5G, there's two stocks that I think are huge no-brainer plays on 5G. One of them would be Apple, because 5G will really make augmented reality kind of, how shall we say, smooth. I'm not sure augmented reality is a thing. I'm not sure there's an application that is a killer application at this point in time. But 5G will definitely help Apple, and we'll, they'll come up with new products and new applications, and we'll say, we need it. Oh, and your last phone won't work with it. Qualcomm is one of the companies that I think is also 5G play. But this week, they took a blow. Much like the Portland Trailblazers and the Golden State Warriors, Golden State looked like Rocky, man. They finished off the Apollo Creed. They finished them off. Qualcomm feels like Apollo Creed at this point in time. Maybe they've run out of lives. I own shares of Qualcomm. It's a smartphone company, essentially a smartphone play, and other computer devices that cook up the internet. It's got a ton of patents. If companies don't buy Qualcomm's components, they have to pay for the patent and royalty rates, which is crazy high. It makes Qualcomm unbelievably profitable, but also the target of lawsuits and regulatory challenges. So far, Qualcomm's outlasted them, still standing. In a brutal and grueling legal shootout with Apple, Qualcomm stood. They held. Their legs didn't buckle. Close, but they didn't. And then along comes Tuesday, and District Judge Lucy Coe said Qualcomm had broke the law by using its power and its smartphone chips drive up licensing fees and disadvantage competitors. Qualcomm disagrees. They say they're going to challenge it with an expedited appeal. If the decision stands, Qualcomm could be forced to rework its royalty agreements with customers in exclusivity rights and agreements, agree to license its patents to other chip companies at fair and reasonable prices, and that would change the business model. If Rocky Marciano was the great white hope in boxing, I'm sticking with this boxing theme, Qualcomm is the United States' great 5G hope. Qualcomm is one of the few American companies 
that is essentially guiding the standards for next generation mobile internet technology, what known as 5G. When you can be part of the standard makers, it's almost cheating. There was companies when DSL didn't have standards, and we, you know, it was a kind of a wild, wild west. And then some of the companies said, let's get together and come up with a standards group. The companies that didn't get together were left in the cold. They didn't know what was happening. So Chinese telecom equipment company, Huawei, supplies a lot to Samsung. There's a lot of chips on the table here. The 5G blueprint, what happens in the U.S., what happens in China? Do they bear on each other? It's a chess piece right now in the ongoing economic trade war between Trump's administration and China's. White House stepped in last year to block Broadcom's unsolicited takeover of offer for Qualcomm. White House was reasoning that an acquisition and subsequent cost-cutting by Broadcom would hurt Qualcomm's prowess at 5G. A lot going on there, and that whole judge thing, it's, I don't know. My brother David's an attorney, and he's done a lot, plenty of trials, and he's like, judges hate when you don't settle out of court. They want to have their time go into the important things. When your stock is in court, it's not a good thing. Um, because no one, not no one, hmm. because you don't want a judge deciding your future. How's that for an answer? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, tell a friend about the show. Spread the word. That's the best thing you do for me. Um, savings is kind of... If my if I had my middle name's awful. It's Francis. Ugh, it kills me every time I say that out loud. But savings is kind of the name of the game right now. Savings rates or interest rates on savings accounts are tiny. But I still want you squirreling away more money. In the past twenty four months, twenty one percent of Americans have transferred their money to an online bank that pays at least two percent interest. Good for you. I didn't believe that statistic when I saw it. But you work hard for your money. You want to make sure it's there when you need it and that it has the same buying power. You want at least 2% on your savings if you can get it. With that said, shop around for an online bank. Try to get the most work out of your money that you can. I don't dance for a living, but let's say I was a go-go dancer for a living. Let's say I work 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. as a financial media consulting expert on all things financial. And then from 7 p.m. to midnight... I shake my hiney. I'm a go-go dancer. I work hard for that money. There's no reason to keep it in my drawer and earn 0%. Get it to work for you. Maybe that's your one financial change you make in May. Maybe in June I get you to save 1% more through using credit cards that pay you anywhere between 2 to 3% back. It's not chump change. $10,000 balance. Typical bank with physical branches pays out $10 a year. An online bank will pay $250 for that same $10,000 balance. That's two very high-end meals for you and your sugar booger. That's not chump change. Too many people are comfortable with their current bank. Break the wheel, so says Daenerys. Dracarys! I know you're saying, that's the worst Daenerys impression I've ever seen. Mm. I'm the breaker of financial chains. No, I'm not going to hijack Game of Thrones and make it my own, but you get the idea. Shake things up. Get an online bank. Get 2% returns. Do it this month. Make one change for the better. $250 ain't jump change on $10,000. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Little Lincoln Park. I love it. Good choice. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Some days I want to pull back and get bigger picture. I get a lot of people who... 
kind of want to cheat a little bit. They don't really want to do the hard work of investing. They don't really want to do the hard work of getting into their own finances. So, how much do I need to retire? What's that magic number? Is probably like one of the things. Where do I like? Don't you kind of wish there was a roadmap? But then again, the more roadmaps we have, the more crazy they make us. I'll give you an example of your home price and how much it's appreciated or gone down since you bought it was digitally printed on your doorstep every morning so you and your neighbors could see it. You might have sold your house a long time ago. People would be like, ooh, look at that big number. So, how much do you need? When you're about 35 years old, you need about one and a half times your annual salary. Now, hopefully, you're going to be increasing your salary. But that'll tell you, like, am I doing something right? So, if you make $20,000 a year, you need to have about $30,000 saved somewhere in your 30s. We'll call it mid-30s because there's a lot of wiggle room in conversations like this. When you turn 45, you should at least have three times your salary. So, if you make 50000 you should have 150000 right? At least. Because now time's starting to run out on you. When you're 55, you want to at least have six times your salary. Now, if you think about that, you're 55 years old, you have six times your salary. That's going to last you, what, six years? If you keep your salary the same, don't count on Social Security. Social Security isn't the kind of big money that, you know, when you look at Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, when you look at costs in retirement, Social Security is just, it's a small number. So six times, right? Now, before you retire, I want you to have somewhere between 10 to 20 times your salary. Because again, this is it. You're almost ready to retire. You're almost there. Uh, do you have 10 to 20 times? And if not, keep working. It's that kind of simple. Is it true that you can pull this off and like, did I just make the, the numbers that easy for you? It's a good start. So in your mid-30s to early 40s, you want to take full advantage of the 401k. You want to, every year, be increasing it. Um, every company I've worked for in the last 20 years have had 401ks. Maybe a couple in college, like if you were delivering pizzas or something like that, they, they didn't offer a retirement plan. But most do now, on some level. And when you're young, just keep boosting how much you're saving. Make it a habit. Uh, again, yes, do you want the new Xbox when it comes out and it's $900? Probably, you know, Apple, you know, comes out with a four hundred dollar phone, six hundred dollar phone, eight hundred dollar phone, thousand dollar phone. It's not a surprise because the person who they had hired came from a luxury company. Her job was to get people to pay luxury prices. Well, they're about to reverse course on that, right? So in your thirties, you're just taking care of your four hundred one k. You're adding a little bit more every year. You're making sure that you have an emergency fund. If you got things like bonds or CDs that are really too conservative, you start changing those over. But you also want to think that in your 30s, you got time on your side, so go more growthy. Because in your 40s, you're basically going to be rebalancing stuff. It's a lot less complicated. You already have the account. You're already funding the account. The account already has money in it. It's already been growing. So it's more of a trimming, uh, managing your, your situation in your 40s. <laughs> but in your 50s, you can start saving more. 
So that's where your saving becomes a little bit nuanced again, where you now have a 401k and you can save even more money this year than last year. In your 50s and 60s, you're probably getting bonuses, whether it's inside your company for sales or for years, or you're probably doing something, right? Save that money. It always kills me when I see uh, people use their refunds, their IRS refunds, as a woohoo, let's go blow this. That was actually money you earned. You just overpaid the government it. It's not that the government likes you, you earned it. It wasn't part of your let's go have a party. That's when you want to uh, start taking that kind of big IRS check and catching up on some retirement, right? In your 60s, your 50s and 60s, also, if you're adding this all up, you should have an income plan for retirement in your 50s and 60s. Uh, I'm saying 50s if you're going to retire early 60-ish. I'm saying 60s if you're going to retire mid to late 60s. But you should have an income plan, and you should have a budget, and you should say, okay, how am I going to make money? Because for the last 40 years, this company's been taking care of me, or I've been you know, working my, my hiney off, and I get paychecks. When you're 60, your paychecks can come from the U.S. government, and it's it's not great. It's small. It's Social Security, right? So you want to run an income plan. You want to find a financial planner. Um, there's financial planners that will work on an hourly basis. They're out there. I would say seek them out. Um, you don't have to have the relationship. The relationship of a certified financial planner is for wealthy people. If you don't know if you're wealthy or not, I'd consider hiring a financial planner to do an hourly five-year plan for you. Um, but I would go with a financial planner. I'd be very careful because also in your 50s, you have a large chunk of money because you've been saving it with your 401k. There's a guy who does a, a financial show on the sports station in the Bay Area. And what people don't understand is, is he's not the expert. He's the expert salesperson for annuities. So you've been working your whole life. you got this big, fat 401k. Let's say you have 200000 or 500000 or a million. He convinces you to take that asset and buy an insurance product because he gets a big, fat commission. Annuities aren't bad products in of themselves. There's people who sell them and who maximize their, their income off of them. They're like, hey, let's sacrifice your retirement so that I can have a, a fatter paycheck. That pisses me off. But it's out there. So that's your basic idea of where you should be. Have an income plan. Look into Social Security. You can go to ssa.gov and figure out what your estimates are going to be. They used to send you a statement every year. And you'd be like, ooh, I made a lot of money. And it would show you how much you're going to get in retirement if you retire at 62 or 65 or 70. Um, just be really honest with that one because you don't have a lot of time at that point. So um, that's what I got for you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One more thing I want to hit on as far as some of the basics go is a lot of people say Albert Einstein said compounding is the seventh, eighth miracle of the world or something like that. He never said that. It's, it's one of those myths out there that's just incorrect. So one of the things that I want to throw out there is how I talk about your 20s and 30s, and I'm talking about like um, if you start with $2,000, and $2,000 isn't a lot of money. It's $166 a month. 
and you get an eight percent return, you're gonna be at you're gonna make 160 bucks in year one. In year two, your two thousand dollars becomes four thousand dollars because you've now put in two thousand and two thousand. And by the end of that second year, all of your money will have earned three hundred and thirty-three. So one hundred and sixty-six a month for twelve months times two, three hundred and thirty-three dollars of growth. So the more you put in early, the more you get out later. But let's take that two thousand number, and let's say that you can do instead of one hundred and sixty-six a month, you do three hundred and thirty. Do you see how like wow, you can get that growth faster. If you put $2,000 a year into the stock market, S&P 500, and you get 8% growth, after 40 years, you would have $518,000. If you put $2,000, if you put $4,000 a year in for 40 years, at the end of that period of time, you would have $1.1 million. So, do you see the difference between 166 and 350? It's it's pretty large. Retiring with $560,000 or $1.1 million. If you can do it, but you have to do it every year. And I know you're saying, Rob, you're asking me to lock up $4,000 a year? Yeah, yeah. And again, that ain't a lot of money. And sometimes it's, you know, $4,000, $350 a month. Sometimes people, gym memberships, um, get in at ballpark. Uh, I'd rather you have a buy a used car than a new car because that extra three hundred fifty bucks a month, it's one point two million dollars in retirement. But if you keep spending every paycheck and if you keep ratcheting up, I make more money, I spend more money, I make more money, I spend more money. Those aren't the people who retire wealthy. It's the people who make more money who spend the same and who invest more money from what they're making. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more you can find me online at rob black show twitter rob black show youtube rob black show don't forget there's another hour of today's show to listen to find it now at kdow.biz or on the kdow radio app now this is a band do you know what they're considered neo soul it's called fits in the tantrums i look at this band and i, I wish i could be that I know the grass is always greener. I think rock stars want to be football players and football players want to be money managers. And like, we always find something else to look up to. But this is fronted by a guy named Michael Fitzpatrick. Fitz. Noel Skaggs sings. And she's got some pipes. I love the saxophone. I love the keyboard. I love the percussion. This is like people who really play instruments. You know, I don't know. Earlier in the show, I was bagging on having kids and how expensive they are and how they're just big old uh, buckets of botulism walking around your house, right? But when my kid, I'm taking him to soccer one day, and he's awesome. And I have that song on, and he starts clapping his hands. Those are the moments that you're like, now I know why I'm spending so much damn money on a kid. It's like my dog. Zero one one zero one one. When she cuddles up to you in the middle of the night, you go, okay, you're okay. I get this because that's worth it. And you're like, did I just pay $600 for a vet visit because her collar got, another dog's collar got hooked on her neck and, and basically punctured her? Why did I do that? 
Because I'm stinking wealthy and I can afford to. Sure. Do I want to do it? No. But you kind of got to to get those moments in life. And like fits the tantrums. If you ever get a chance to see them live, it will rock your socks. I know you're saying, what the hell is that a reference to? I don't know. I, I stole it from someone. I don't know what it means, but it sounds good like you might have a good time at a band. The band immediately clicked when they met. I think that's kind of cool. I like working with people that I like and click with. doesn't always happen in life. Anyhow, I'm totally digressing. Um, Fits and the tantrums. You know what I did last night? This is kind of showing you where my world is. I sat in front of YouTube with uh, that soccer coach guy. I'm like, you pick a song. And then I pick a song. Then he picks a song. Then you pick a song. I kind of wanted to see what his world was like. And there was actually some overlap. And the, the music that we listened to in the UK ain't all bad. I'm like, what's up with your teeth? <laughs> but the song Money Grabber, awesome. Um, I used that on the show many, 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 many times years ago. And that's, again, by Fitz and the Tantrums. Anyway, totally digressing. Sorry. Um, one of the things I do when I wake up, so I get up typically at 4 in the morning, sometimes 4.30. Uh, before I go to bed, I, I, I start pulling in stories and ideas for tomorrow. I email them to myself because I do the show from my TV studio in San Francisco on the Embarcadero in lovely Bay Area, the city. The city that is so snobby, we can't even call it San Francisco. We just call it the city. You going to the city today? Yeah. You going to Oakland? No. I said the city. Anyhow, uh, one of the things I do is I look at research. And I study research, and I, I try to find trends. Um, that's the fun part. That's the best part of my day, probably. Neon Therapeutics, what do they do? I don't know, but they're called a buy today and $15 Target, so I'll read about them. Seattle Genetics, a company that I know Bill Gates once invested in. Not Bill Gates, but Bill Gates' money manager did. They got a $95 Target and a, and a buy. I don't know biotech well, so I trust the analysts over time and over years. I follow them, and then I can execute what they're talking about potentially. But biotech's not my world, but I have to read the research. China's industrial profits for January and February fell 14%. That should help the Trump campaign of let's try to you know, even out our workloads and what we get from each other so that you're not always taken from us. So China's getting some pain. What does Mr. T predict? Pain. I look at the 10-year treasury. It's That's at 2.38%. 2.38% on the 10-year treasury. I haven't talked about this in a while. That is not good. That tells you the economy is... There's something not right with it. You want that 10-year treasury at 3.5%. Maybe three and a quarter. Maybe. Maybe. But when people are buying the 10-year treasury, because they, they, they don't think they can get 8 to 10% in the stock market, they don't think the housing market's worth it, they're putting money in a treasury bond, a government guarantee, which is awesome. Last time I checked, the United States has never bounced a bond. We've never gone bankrupt. One day we could. Sweet. Or we'll just print more money and basically dilute the dollars and say, hey, sorry, children and grandchildren, you'll figure this one out. <laughs> We're going to go spend $10 billion on some new project. So anyway... Ten-year treasury at two point three eight percent. You got to invest in the stock market. I know you're saying, didn't you just say there's something wrong with the economy? I did. You got to hope that that capitalism will figure it out. Whatever's wrong with the economy, capitalism will figure it out. Let me give you an example. 
Apple spends more money on R&D than any other company. If they start feeling the economy is starting to affect their business, they can just turn off the research and development. They can turn off the stock buybacks. Or they can increase some of their stock falls a lot. They can artificially manipulate their business. Because they're capitalists. They're not locked and set in stone. They can fire anyone they want. Anytime they want. That's capitalism. They'll hire people when they see demand. They'll fire people when they see lack of demand. And you know what? Wall Street goes like this. You can see my hands clap when a company comes out and fires people. Because you know the greatest cost of doing business is labor. So I pay attention to that 10-year treasury, and that tells me something. But historically, the stock market's gone up about 10% when you include dividends each year. Now, it's not guaranteed, but I'd rather take that than 2.38% when inflation's going to be between 2 and 4%. In, in bad years, it's before. Uh-uh, uh-uh. My, not my purchasing power has to stay real. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You can find... 